hey, everybody. It's The Great Debates. Okay. Who's that? Dan Medina? Guys, we're not in the same room, so I need to hear from you to know that you're here, and then we can start I'm here. I'm here. I'm in my home studio, ready to debate. My least favorite thing about the coronavirus is that I have to register as present because we're doing this via Zoom instead of diving right into the debate. So let's just go already. Attendance is one of our least popular uh, segments, but we have to do it. Uh, Who wants to do a micro debate? Great. Everybody? Cool. I've got four minutes on the clock. Steve Healy taking the pro. Tag is the king of children's games. Simple. Doesn't require a ball. Everybody knows the rules off the bat, and yet there's infinite variation. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Tag is the king of children's games. Look, I don't know what Dave's going to propose as a. I, this is one of those things where it's like a zip distribution of like the tag is so far ahead of all the other games. I'll be curious just to hear what Dave throws out there. But, you know, kickball, anything that involves a ball immediately diminished, uh, losing something because you can't just start playing it. I mean, two people can play tag too. Anywhere two to infinity people can play tag. It's fun. It's exciting. You get a charge and a rush out of it. It plays to our very core evolutionary fear of being prey uh, and also being predator, which is kind of the binary nature of the human mind, the human evolutionary process. And kids tapped into that. And it's just hitting their pleasure centers. And tag is absolutely king of schoolyard games. How do you win? When is the game over? How, that's a plus. Who decides that's a plus. who the winner of tag is? The game oh, ends it's when a the plus bell rings. Now that you argue about it for the rest of the day. <laughs> you know, this is an advantage. A game with right, that required me, any kind of timing system would be at a disadvantage to tag, I think. Okay, so let me dive in a little bit deeper here. Healy, in his opening statement, claimed that everyone knows the rules, and now he's backtracking and saying that the lack of rules is actually what makes the sport great. Uh, I say that a game, one of the most crucial uh, things about I, a game I think I'm being is that we know. No, sorry, Healy, I didn't say I the keep... lack of rules. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything you about said... the lack of rules. Opening statements, please. Opening statements. Thank you, Medina. I mean, this is getting out of hand. <sighs> um, you have to know how you win the game. You have to know when the game ends. And uh, Tag has neither of those. Look, I'll throw out examples of what I think could be better king of children's games but really ask yourself or actually like (laughs) ask it oh sorry uh absolutely hide and seek i would actually say that like right now dangerous uh uh, dangerous where did you grow up dangerous feeling of uh, unresolution somebody puts themselves in a footlocker and they don't know uh, that the bell is sounded a lot of problems with hide and seek i've actually been working you've watched uh, too many episodes of like 80 of like a very special episode of punky bruce or whatever like it's not i mean who hasn't kids think about that you know that's that's a danger you know a little danger actually is probably a good thing in children's games you know kids are doing dangerous things but they're doing it in a healthy way yeah absolutely yeah, of course. You can exactly. get hurt playing the thrill tag. Is great. But I think it's There's hard no to get thrill killed. in playing tag. It's boring. And again, yeah, like, crazy. What is, how do you win? You're not it when like the Wait, recess bell are tuning ends. Out that's right now because they know the, they're remembering the thrill of both being it, the horrible, terrible, cursed feeling of being it, and the thrilling feeling of being about to get tagged. Those of you okay, avoiding let me ask the tag. Our, for our parents out there who really, are listening, when was the last time your kids played tag? When was the last time your children played the quote unquote king of children's games? Games, for better or worse, 
they're like tag now has to compete with video games like roblox is probably the king of games right now or minecraft or or you could just say like pick your favorite wii game or switch game i mean are you crazy ask any kid in america would they rather play tag or get a half hour to play on their nintendo switch are you out of your mind you really think they're gonna take tag the quote-unquote king of children's games they'd rather probably like read a book than play tag also you know what's actually interesting about this is that i actually think tag is more popular with adults than kids they've changed tag the game has changed that movie no, no, that no. came you out fell for the, you fell for the movie they, the hype Healy, of the movie it's not just the movie they <laughs> showed tag on um on like espn2 there's competitive tag and it ain't kids playing. <laughs> That's not tag. That's not true tag. That is actually <laughs> uh, actually that is tag. With they've got an actual set of rules. Actually, that is tag. They have a league. They have a commissioner. Come on. And oh, and I don't know. Anytime Healy tries to make fun of my voice, I know that I've won because, like, yeah, of course you yeah, can always. Yeah, came on pretty strong there at the end. We could spend the whole uh, podcast making fun of each other's voices for arguing dumb shit. That's the whole basis of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually, true. I'm it's, taking it's the pro. Low, it's kind of a low blow. <laughs> um, do you any insights yeah, besides a besides a, a decisive victory? <laughs> oh come on! Well, yeah, and I, I I have to agree with you on the whole rules thing because, um, well, I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, what's a child? Like, how old is a child? And when? It, what is that? You know, because like my kids are are both four and under, and they don't know the rules of tag. They except never the will. part where you run around and chase each Teach other. Them. Teach but they're them. not going to do the part where like, yeah, they'll get it soon. But rules <laughs> is right. We're still, we're not quite at rules yet. I kind of, I, mean, I mean, if David brought up that sort of chase is a different thing than tag, maybe that would have been something. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, because like maybe chase is just like a more primal. Yeah, I didn't, I, ver- I, 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 I'm not saying that my argument was amazing, Dave, but I didn't love what you did with that debate there. I mean, because yeah, sure, kids like being on their screens, <laughs> it's sad, but tag is still fun and it's the king of games. I love when Healy is legitimately upset after a debate is over. <laughs> you didn't me, like me what too. I did there? That's what am I supposed to no. do? Uh, I think you started out with some arguments you realized were pretty weak. You walked away from them, and then you just went to kids would rather be on their screens, which is true, but I don't think that's really the same as like, okay, well, in the category of kids' games that they're playing, that's not Roblox, what are they like? It's tag. I mean, I, okay. I, I, if you think I played dirty, I apologize. Uh, you know... We each got our own strategy and mine is to try thing, to win the game. Davis, okay, now <laughs> now I'm thinking about it a little bit more, and I I think Davis, the ball thing, you really you dropped the proverbial ball because Healy's right away tries to get ball out of the way, but and he tricked you <laughs> into buying it because ball is definitely the king of children's games. Oh, interesting. There is no better game than ball. And that's why. We, in in the world over, we're playing, you know, foot what they call football outside of the United States and soccer here. Uh, that's just like ball. That's like here's a ball. We're running around. You know, we're kicking the ball. It's there aren't any rules until there are rules, mm, and then there are rules, and, mm, and then that's fine. Mm, so, and that's I think a that game. Maybe was the ball is a game. There. 
See to me, balls a game. Balls a game. Wow, man. And then later, when when the kids grow up, it becomes soccer, and then yeah, kickball, dodgeball, yeah, that kind of ball, ball. Do you guys want to play ball? Shirts for kids that say like ball "Ball is life." All the rest is just details, and this is the ball. Am I no, you, you should make a shirt that says tag is life since you think it's the king of children's games. See how those sell. Get them in toddler sizes and onesies. Tag I do is think life. That the, movie, the king of children's The game. idea of introducing the movie and the publicity that, that that movie had, I guess maybe uniquely in the entertainment community because it was such a weird idea for a movie, but that did hurt tags rep at least around the people I talked to, I think. I mean, when you're talking about tag, the movie has just got to be part of that conversation for now. Are you legitimately is are you actually trying to tell me that you've talked to people about the reputation of tag ad- among adults? I think if, t- if I knew that the movie was going to come up from you, and I know if I had a conversation about tag with one of our peers, the movie, the uh-huh. concept of the movie, what was up with that movie, it's going to come up, and that hurt tag. I think a little bit. It sort of uh, branded just like tag the sort of Q kind of rating of tag. I don't know. I, thought, I think it helped. I mean, like I said, they're they're playing it on TV now. For real. Is ball, do you think ball is less popular with kids than, than Roblox? Is this host chat? Mm. I guess so. I guess we've sort of meandered. <laughs> yeah, our I way think so. Is ball more popular than Roblox? No, I think Roblox is like the most popular anything right now. That's the sense I get is that like more time is being spent playing Roblox than any other, than like aside from like sleeping. I could be wrong, but I've that's only, the sense I, I get. only hear about it in like headlines. I don't actually hear about it in real life. Like nobody reports to me their kid is playing Roblox all the time. Oh, Minecraft, really? I oh, hear about man. that. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, You're I, hearing I, about I, real life kids so. playing Roblox. Playing Roblox? Hell yeah. But how much and time are, are they allowed there? to spend playing? No idea. You Truly the not, uh, you, uh, not okay. the first thought about our sense of how it works. Let's find out. Let's play. Could be fun. Dean's here in touch with the young parent community. Are we at Roblox? Is that entering your world? No, I haven't hit Roblox yet. Yeah, we're still in preschool zones here. So hmm. limited. We're doing Blippy and stuff like that. How Blippy. often do you end up talking to like the older sibling of like just by having a couple young kids? Do you end up talking to like their friends, brothers, and sisters or whatever? Like, do you do you feel like more kids, not of your own kids' age, have been brought into your life from having kids? Oh, well, maybe at a birthday party or something, just sure. in passing. But we haven't had enough of those in the last year or so. Right. I don't know. People don't talk enough about the effect uh, of... Let's talk again in six months. Okay. We probably will. We do this most weeks now. Yeah. So. I think we'll have an opportunity to talk. I think we need another top and not another talk. I know. This is... We're oh, in yeah. A nightmare. Yeah, baby. I'm good. Get well, us out it's, here. it's not a nightmare. It's just host chat. Yeah, it's man. I know, it's but it's not popping the way it should. I don't know. Maybe there was bad blood from the way that first oh. debate ended. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'll take the blame. You know, when you start making fun of the guy's voice, it does take the debate episode off the rails. So, Dave, I apologize to you. <laughs> no, I'm looking for a I don't fresh want, start. And no, Medina's going to help me out with That's the good shit, topic. man. I think you're so wrong, man. We could argue about this if you want. Like, that, I think, is where our, our podcast lives. And, like, a polite debate with mm. actual reasoning behind it. Who cares? No one wants to hear that. Let's have some right. fun. Let's get uh, under each other's skin. I think we want to get it as close to the fire as possible, but when we start doing somebody's voice, it's just like it's over, you know? That's it. Wow. Alright. I had fun. Let's, see. Let's see where the next one takes it. us. I don't know. Let's see where the next one takes us. Okay. 
Yeah. This one's untimed. Healy taking the pro. Okay. Harvard is a vibe. Okay. I'm Steve Healy. I'm Can you repeat the, the topic? I'm it's... sorry. Can you, Medina, can you repeat that? I want to make sure I got every word. Yeah. Harvard is a vibe. Harvard is a vibe. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Healy. I'm Steve Healy, class of 2002, taking the pro. It's snowfall in the yard. It's those brick buildings. It's the crunch of leaves. It's the head of the Charles. It's the statues. It's the famous names, the Kennedys, the Norman Mailers, the Roosevelts that haunt the hallways. It's the uh, crowded streets of Cambridge, the odd little shops. It's the tension. It's the uh, kid with a huge backpack who looks like a weirdo. He's got bad skin. Where is he going? Where is he coming from? What's he got in there? What's weighing him down? It's the uh, the joy of commencement, the, the happiness uh, when the graduates are celebrating with their families. That's the whole... It's textural. It's got weather. It has seasons that are very distinct, and you can feel them. It has events. It has an architecture... It has a style. Uh, uh, many of those things have been adapted and spread out into the world. They've been depicted in movies. But more than anything, you feel them. And so what it really is is a vibe. Harvard is a vibe. A lot of people may not like the vibe. They might find it obnoxious, arrogant, hubristic, um, self-absorbed. And I think they're picking up on something that's definitely part of the vibe. But that just tells us more that it is a vibe. Harvard is a vibe. Harvard is too big to have a vibe. It's too many things to have a central vibe. The problem is what you're trying to paint a picture of is like love story Harvard. Like, I mean, Harvard that was depicted Huge in the movie aspect Love Story. Of the attempt to capture the vibe for sure. Yeah. Right. One of many but that's cinematic not efforts. What, yeah. Okay. So that's not what Harvard has ever been. And it's certainly not what Harvard is anymore. Harvard right now is a sweatshirt that you can buy at Brandy Melville and H&M. It's also like the Harvard Medical School in Boston, which isn't like part of Cambridge. It's not like as, or like, what do you call it? It's a different setting. It's like, it's got so many grad schools. It's got so many people. It's got such an international flavor too, so that the vibe is no longer like, New Englandy, uh, upper crust Kennedy, and by the way, I think in a good way. But there's no vibe anymore. It's just it's so enormous that you might as well be talking about like academia in general. Well, academia doesn't have a vibe. All of the things that you mentioned, like weather and architecture. By the way, the Harvard architecture, I would argue, like if we're going to get into the nitty gritty, isn't really that. What, um, what do you call it? It's not. Um, uh, it's too disparate. There's too many disparate styles. You have like sick buildings from the brutalist buildings. You have like old colonial buildings. And then you also have like the science center, which is I don't, who knows what that is. You have some flavors of Gothic buildings, but like, unlike uh, a campus like Princeton or Yale, which I bring up only because they're like peers of Harvard have a cl- much more clear architectural style that like if you talked about a Yale style, you know that you're talking about like neo-gothic. If you talk about a Princeton style, you know you're talking about like Nassau Hall. Whereas with like a Harvard style, what is that? Is it New Quincy, which is like a building, a ugly brick building? Or is it like um, Memorial Church, which is, you know, a, which is like a small old 
church or is it Mass Hall, which is like a tiny building that was built in the 1630s or whatever? Yes. There's no yes, vibe yes. there. Yes, yes. It's all, all of those Dave, things. That's not a vibe. A lot of ignorance there. I mean, Yale, uh, Yale has a couple buildings that are neo-gothic they also have a number of hideous modern buildings i agree with you is, but if you, if you talk about the architecture of yale people yale get has, a picture if, if in their just, mind that's if more were just, clear yale is more of a vibe than harvard we could fight that and you would lose that one because it's true i mean it's just there's no the vibe is so completely off down there that it evaporates now as to well, harvard, stanford's vibe, a good example like, yes. too of a school that has Can a more de, as a more defined architectural style than harvard does by a Can lot you get closer or further from the sort of center of the vibe of Harvard? Sure. I don't think that the medical school is exactly what people are thinking of when they think of the vibe, but the attitudes, the uh, uh, sensibility is absolutely there. Highly selective, really driven people, often from the same feeder schools, for better or worse, uh, uh, high-performing immigrant uh, non-white people, uh, non-American citizen kind of people. That's part of the vibe. And the disparate architecture, Dave, yeah, like obviously the sort of core uh, brick buildings of Harvard Yard, we could say, are like the nuclear center of the vibe. But the disparate architecture, the strange expressions, that will happen over the course of 400 years and all represent different manifestations and expressions of the same central vibe, which is this highly uh, intense, uh, highly sought after that you brought up the t-shirts and stuff like that's part of it. The desire to uh, incorporate this vibe, to act as though you're part of the vibe. I don't think that those are necessarily like some connection to it. That's part. Desire is always uh, mixed in with a a vibe. I think that's part of the element of a, especially a good vibe. I don't think that those sweatshirts are being bought in a like aspirational way. They're not being bought by like kids who are like trying to get into Harvard. No, they're not. They're being bought because they're like, it's like um, uh, the Harvard has become uh, just sort of like a, I don't a know, like a, vibe, a kind of kind funny of reference people point. Represent. No, yeah. it's like an ironic, <laughs> like it's it's like an ironic, part, like wouldn't it be funny if I cared about Harvard? I mean, they say you know. I feel like, like we're, we failed to have a vibe here. We've just uh, a debate here, rather. We've just had two guys kind of together articulating the Harvard vibe, which is fun for me and helping me win the debate because that's really what we're getting at. Everything that you're saying is just adding layers to. What we how is it uh, that we how does English saying that people are wearing Harvard sweatshirts ironically? How does that mean that there's a vibe to it? Because how could you ironically satirize something that has no uh, social meaning, cultural reference, uh, feeling the combination of things that we sum up with the word vibe? That's what we're getting at. The, 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 the shirts have a logo. They, they have a fairly uniform aesthetic that's part of the vibe. It's all part of the creation of the vibe that is Harvard. Dave, come on. Give me something good here. No, I think I lost. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I don't know where else to go. I'm tipping wow. over my king. What am I leaving wow. on the table? Help me out. What do you think? How is it not a vibe? You're so I mean, right I think, that I yeah. boxed myself in a corner when I said that people were, were were wearing it ironically. That means that it's not a vibe. Like, of course, right. that is exactly. That was a huge tactical error. Mm. The med I school, don't know, you know, I could, I saw that coming. I figured that was going to be a. Punch oh, you're in there, so brilliant! You're so you're always looking <laughs> ten moves ahead, Healy. <laughs> Wow, you okay, saw it okay. coming. I think you were on a good path, Dave, with mm. the with the uh, 
just talking about how disparate and vibrant it all is. And I, you know, I, I think it would be a stretch to try to characterize that um, as a vibe. And mm. so if we could have just taken it a little further there, that might have been good. I can't, I don't want Yeah, I think the shirts. Yeah, the shirts. I, I was thinking at the beginning of this debate, this is going to hinge on a silver bullet kind of, mm. of a moment. Wow. And and I think H and, because, you know, it's Healy had a strong statement uh, to open and yeah. really set a, a, t- a tone and a stage and, and, and painted a, a picture, if you will. And and then you really came right back and said, well, none of that matters because it's so it's just a small part of it all. And everybody's experience of Harvard is very different. Uh, it's a generous interpretation the of the events. T-shirts really. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Kind of hit me. That got me in the gut. Sorry. <sighs> oh, man. Do we have time for one what more? About to, just to, just oh. to review. Well, just to review like in neutrality for a second, just as a student of debate. Like what if we had sort of painted a picture of like a 20 year old person who works in Boston and they're from Pennsylvania and, uh, their social life is going to punk rock shows. And, uh, the, the the stuff that they're into is like, they love to eat a burrito in Boston. And like that person could be part of Harvard and not have anything to do with the vibe. They live in a big modernist, you know, new Quincy or Mather or something. And they're out of the vibe. Would that have been anything to kind of summon up characters who were undeniably Harvard, but not putting not involved in the vibe at all. But like even see the this is kind of the part t-shirt of the thing, which is like even vibe. just the fact that they're on that they don't fit the model of what we picture means that there is a vibe, right? Like if you're yes, so it's like it has to be something that's like ill-defined for it not to have a vibe or something. Like if you if you don't you know, fit like in somewhere, right. it's a good indicator that there's a vibe, man. I don't know. Caught a yeah. vibe. You guys know that song? I'd definitely the, like to hear from from listeners on this one. I'd like to hear if your if your school or wherever you are is a vibe. Send it in. Talk to us. That, that's mm-hmm. interesting. What mm-hmm. I mean, are there other schools that have a bigger vibe than Harvard? There must be. Well, I think like a lot of like small sco- schools yeah. you may not have even heard of are have a super sure. vibe, right? Like, right, don't right. you think like? Uh, Hillsdale College, College or whatever and, has a yeah. massive vibe. It's such or a like vibe. Wellesley has a certainly has a vibe, you know. Oh yeah. Is it just me or does USC have a vibe? USC's got a vibe, a big time. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a vibe right there. I don't know what I mean, but I know that it's there. NYU's got a vibe. Let's not let's not deny oh, it. Oh well, God. yeah. It's you're paying for the vibe. If U.S. News and World Report had to do the top ten vibe colleges, who is who right? Else is, is, it, that is, is that most a vibe or the best vibe? A good question. Ooh. Deep Springs, they've got yeah. a vibe. Ooh, that's a weird oh vibe. Oh my god, do they ever? They're gonna vibrate off planet Earth. <laughs> um. <laughs> is that where vibe comes from? <laughs> vibration, from vibration, is, right? I what? assume. Does it? Oh yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I guess yeah. I'm dumb. Vibrations, vibes. What should we do? Should we Down do one more? Or do you guys just want to call it? 
I would like to do one more just because I feel like things are out of balance yeah. or something, yeah. and I'm hoping yeah. one yeah. more yeah. will yeah. put it right. Yeah. All right, let's, <laughs> get, I got a fun let's get us one right. Here. Let's get us home. Let's just get get us home. Here we go. Healy taking the pro. Sure. Joe Biden likes caramel corn. Okay, I'm Steve Healy taking the pro. We know the guy likes ice cream. We know he likes having big crazy dogs around that uh, bite everybody. We know he's from Delaware where they've got a whole scene that's like a beach what? chill boardwalk kind of deal. He's we know the, he's, he's a from man Delaware. Of, like, very American that he likes tastes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this guy, I'm painting you a picture of a man who is definitely, I'm not saying it's his favorite thing or like he asked for it on his birthday or something, but like definitely you show up with some caramel corn. He's diving in there. He's going to have some. He's got the, if you, caramel corn comes up, he'll talk to you about it. Uh, you know, the president of Kazakhstan arrives with a present. Uh, it's some caramel corn that they've made. They heard he likes it. What? Totally. He's going to open <laughs> it up and eat some, share it with uh, Kamala and uh, Ron Klain. He, he, I, I wouldn't shock me if he's got some in the Oval Office right now. And definitely if somebody gives it to him as a present, he's happy about it. Whether he buys it himself, I don't know. Uh, probably doesn't do much of that anymore. But it, it, back in the day, for sure, he would have tried some caramel corn. Because we know, look, we know the guy's got a sweet tooth. He loves sweet treats. He loves um, classic American fare. He loves uh, the pleasures of being an American. I think that's part of what it was his appeal and allowed him to defeat Trump. Was like this guy has just had some reminder of the pleasure of being an American, not just the the coarseness and the the unpleasant feelings that were out there. I mean, Trump had some of that too, to be honest. But I think Biden out, out surpassed even Trump on enjoying the pleasures of American life and caramel corns. My argument is going to come down to one key factor. <laughs> Everything above Joe Biden's neck is either super old or super fake. There is no way that that man is even able to eat caramel corn. If he does, his teeth are coming right out of his head. If you give him a bag of caramel corn, he, the first thing out of his mouth is, I can't eat that. I just know, are you crazy? Trying to, are you trying to make me look like a fool with all my teeth coming out on national television? My other issue is, I guess I would call it like access. This is a guy who eats it like the Senate commissary. He's not dining and eating and snacking even in places where they've got caramel corn laying around. Sure, when you're the president, you could say, you know what I want is this. Go get me that and they'll get it for you. But that's only the last like year and a half of his life. I'm talking about the last 60 years that this guy has been working in government, it's not the kind of life where you run into caramel corn a lot. They don't serve caram oh, caramel corn on an Amtrak train last oh, I checked. On the Amtrak, They're yes, not they do. I bet they do. That's the thing. You I mean, bet I can't guarantee they do? It. How many times? Absolutely, I can't even yeah. think of like, <laughs> I, it, I don't think it's actually that easy to find caramel corn. Like where, if you need a caramel corn right now, where are you going to go? And if you, I, and if you I go don't to like have a supermarket menu in like, front of me, but I wouldn't be stunned if there's caramel corn at the Wilmington Delaware what? Amtrak station. There's a little popcorn, you know, <laughs> place or a, a place that sells so t-shirts and popcorn and a bunch of other stuff. Then on the Amtrak, sure, would not shock me at all if they sell a Cracker Jack or something like that or a some oh, kind Cracker of Jack. Weird first of all, is not corn. caramel corn. But they don't, I can tell you right now, they don't sell Cracker Jack on Amtrak, or at least they didn't when I rode the 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 uh, fucking Acela Corridor or whatever it's called. That's crazy. Okay, you think the, they sell the it on trains? The teeth argument is good. 
I think that he may yeah, the teeth argument is a winner, man. You know it is. He definitely to I mean, publicly. How old is that guy? He's like eighty-one. No, but guilty, how old is like, he? Is he like guilty? Pl- I, I, interesting question of like, if he really wants to have it, he knows it's going to screw up his teeth. He's not doing it in public, but he is in the Oval Office popping some in, and he enjoys. He's it. seventy-nine. Even yeah, if no, it knows see, it has a significant is, cost, I it's, think it's he like enjoys caramel corn, and we can count that. Honestly, even if he wants it, doesn't have tooth out of your head. It's not because he doesn't like the taste it's because he doesn't like the consequences he's going to be well, bleeding if he eats a caramel corn he's going to have a gaping like, hole in his mouth eat, you know yeah no I but mean, these are like serious this is pain we're talking about this isn't just like it's going to make me like one one hundredth of a pound fatter yeah, in the I'm not long run the ground i mean i think that whoever's done his teeth has done about as good a job as you can do he certainly has access to the best there is no uh, professional dentist in america that puts a fake tooth <laughs> in someone's head or dentures or a set of teeth and says go ahead eat your caramel corn you're gonna love it no, it's a nightmare. It's like the first thing they mention in like ads for whatever it is. Those like dentures only cleaners. Only made him where want like, it more. It only made him want it more. And we yes, know because he's such guy. an iconoclast. <laughs> he's always what a rebel Joe Biden is. He's always going against. His the first thing he wants to do is to piss people off and make people feel like he's a he's not. He doesn't well, represent. He doesn't, he's not a guy who gets bossed around by his dentist or orthodontist or whatever. He definitely is independent minded. The guy he says, "Okay, Jack, fine." It depends. Next Time he's at this is a Beach. guy. The, and, oh, the defining know, thing about Joe Biden. Popcorn of Beach. The Bidens have been going there for 60 years. Of course, he pops in there, has a bit of caramel corn. He's not afraid of that. He's fearless. I you know, think Joe Biden, friend, yeah, uh, he, he enjoys Healy. Caramel. Our old friend Matt Stoller made a great observation about Joe Biden to me. I thought uh-huh. it was great recently, which is that Joe okay. Biden, the easiest way to sum up Joe Biden, has always been and will always be. The center of the Democratic Party. That's what he thinks himself of, of. That's what he thinks of himself as. He doesn't even think like in his mind. He's that's not a person with individual thought. No his whole job corn. is to be is the flag bearer of a party. <laughs> What's that? It is a fringe yeah, taste. Not a fr- if, not, if every decision this guy makes is, I want to be the center of the Democratic Party, then when he sees no, no, Carol no, McCoy, po- he's like, sure, I'll try that. <laughs> well, I certainly the won't point is that he's, like it. You were saying that he, you were saying that he's like, uh, that he's a rugged individual streak. And I'm saying not so at all. All he cares about is being perceived as like the standard bearer of the Democrats. Like that's, that's baked into the personality of Joe Biden, but more baked into Joe Biden I, I is a set of dentures, which would, which would be incredibly painful to get careful cord. That's my closing <laughs> statement. <laughs> I think he has the personal willpower <laughs> to defy his dentist, certainly. And, uh, his dream of being the center of the democratic party, I think validates rather than invalidates the idea that he enjoys caramel corn. Wrong. <laughs> See, that, you know, good. that was fun that was fun that was i got yeah. more out of that than i expected yeah to. me too I, man. I thought that had some some life in it that that i didn't expect yeah um okay no, you know here what i want to talk about mostly is what i didn't hear about mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> it's pretty common on this you know, podcast <laughs> right <clears throat> Politicians go to things like state fairs and stuff oh, like that. Oh, Healy, okay, you yeah. left that and out there, buddy. That's a okay. huge mistake. And he, <laughs> I feel like I summoned the you Delaware know, that's where they have the rest of stuff it. like, I don't know. 
he was born in the 40s, right? Okay. I, yeah, that's So right. he was a kid in the 50s. That's the I left that. Which out. is like when you start eating right, candy and all that right. stuff. Yeah. And uh and and I think that's when they started making that caramel corn stuff is in yeah. you know, I don't know. When that's did they start making it? Someone can definitely enlighten me uh in our inbox, but to me, it seems like in the fifties they were eating a lot of caramel corn. Confectionery uh, historians, so me, I don't know. Hit us up. Looking at the um, Acela yeah, Cafe know. menu now. This isn't the definitive okay. Amtrak service <laughs> okay. menu, but but this will be you know, good. The closest you can get is, I would say, smart food, which is oh, okay, okay, pretty close. It's it's interesting. Yeah. It specifically okay. says smart food. Now you can also get like Doritos. You can get some. You can get Snickers. They sell a chewy marshmallow bar. That to me is the like. Has he had that on a Amtrak? If if mm-hmm. we could find out that he's had mm-hmm. that, then I would give you that he would eat some caramel corn. It's gluten free, by the way. If anyone was well, also to... let's rewind this exact menu twenty. That's 20 a good to point. Forty years. That's like, a good yeah. point. Right. Give me the window from. You know, nineteen seventy whatever through nineteen ninety whatever. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't know. Ooh, it might be on good. there. I. I think it was a great debate. It's what we. It's what I we aspired to. Well, and you know what? I'm we still got thinking dentists about back. The, some of the questions. Yeah, we got. To, whenever we're approaching dentists and what their deal is, we're doing. That's well. our sweet spot, man. Something about it. You. <laughs> it just speaks to us. <laughs> We well, should Dave, you, be why doing do corporate refusing? gigs at like the dentistry conventions or whatever. What's that? I Healy? keep pitching Sorry. you the side project dentist podcast, and you are not. I can't get you to bite. I think it's that thing where like you try to make too much out of it, and I mean, what would we do? Mm, so, but I think it's, you know podcast. there are ten episodes. There's interviews with dentists. We answer some <laughs> of the questions everybody has about dentists. I think we get a celebrity what are those dentists. Questions? Did I, I ever tell you what my you um, sneak a <laughs> some of those questions? Have I ever told you the story about what my uh, orthodontist said when I was um, like 15 years old or 16 years old, roughly? No, I'd um, love to hear it. it. We were talking about to him about the shape of my jaw, which is like I have a very recessive chin. It's like a really weak chin, like it's not ideal <laughs> at all, and. Um, he was like showing me the like x-rays of it and how like my jaws messed up and that's why it doesn't go. And like we were talking about like reconstructive surgery to have my chin moved out, which is like, you know, a serious thing, but is doable. And he I swear to God, he said this. He goes, uh, he was like, you know, um, it's a uh, it's a very successful surgery. We could give you a good sense of what you would look like. Um, you know, there are, you know, there are reasons not to do it. It's uh it's a serious recovery. Maybe you're happy with your social life. Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> Just throwing that in there? Like, I didn't, I hadn't even thought that, like, teenage girls might not like my chin. And now this guy, I was like, oh, I'm getting sweaty just thinking. Was he a, a handsome dentist or... Well, that is actually kind how is of his social life is what I'm great question, Doctor Hertzberg. I don't know, but he was kind. Of, he was like a handsome Jew, so maybe he was like, you know, I can make you look like me. Maybe that's part yeah. of what was going on in his mind. Right. Son of a bitch! I'm still talking about it. 
30 years later. Yeah, that seems a little <laughs> I really got to drop on a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, are you, I would say I think that you are happy with your social life, right? You have a lovely girlfriend, oh, yeah. wonderful uh, friends. I mean, yeah, do a lot no, no, of no, great no, social sure. stuff. So you should call sure, them up and yeah. be like, I'm fine, asshole. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Yeah, we got there eventually yeah. in the long run. Yeah. I got, I got <laughs> and now I can grow a beard to kind of cover it up, so that helps too. And, you got a medium hit podcast. I mean, you're doing great. Medium hit. Yeah. How dare you? That's, obs- that's the most absurd thing you've said all day. <laughs> all right. Sorry for the host chat at the end there, but I couldn't resist. Loved it. What an episode. We put something together. What a dab. Ah, what I a agree. Dab. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in again and joining us. And um, you know what? We'll see you very soon on The Great Debate. Bye-bye. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King. And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.